Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I'm also supposed to get a card in the mail that tells me exactly what the stent is. And I said to the to the cardiac nurse, well, why? What does it matter? I mean, am I going to set off uh, what, metal detectors? She goes, no, just in case there's any kind of recalls. And I said, well, what if there is? <laughs> you could going to go in there and change it out like a headlight? Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. And I need to make a point of stating once again that the Rock School Radio Show is created in partnership and partly by the CPB, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. We always thank them. We're going to talk today about heart attacks. Huh? What a fun, exciting topic. The reason I'm going to talk about it is because I was told to talk about it. By who? Why? My cardiac physician. Ooh, you've got a cardiologist now? I have a cardiologist now. Nine days ago, we're recording this on 9-23, the day before my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Happy heart attack to you. You'll I, never forget <laughs> this day. No, I won't. And I uh, I had what's known as the Widowmaker. And I'll tell you what that is. And the reason I say that is because I have a group of people who also had, you know, what was called the Widowmaker. And I'll tell you what that actually is. I have two brand new stints inside of myself. Did you name them? I did not. Now I'm now I'm concerned. Nick and Knack comes to mind right now. Ticker and Flicker. Oh, that's How good. How about those two? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it seems an odd thing to talk about other than the fact that it happened to me. It's just that everybody at the hospital, they they knew me, you know, locally around here I'm known for all the voice stuff I do, and I was told to go out of my way to talk about this as much as possible. Which is why I'm doing the show. And the reason I said that is because way too many people take this way too lightly. So go out there, tell your story, tell what you felt, tell how it happened, and make people think about it. Because, again, I had what they call the Widowmaker, which has a 12% success rate, meaning 88% of the people who get it die. And I'm going to tell you the story and I'll tell you how close I actually came to uh, buying the farm, shuffling off the mortal coil, (laughs) croaking. And I'll tell you the story of how it all happened. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And it's basically a giant PSA from me. But I have a long list of musicians who themselves had heart attacks and I'll play the music from them. But first, I want to play a song from Billy Joel, because I believe A big reason that I had the heart attack was because I was working too hard. 
and working too hard can give you a heart attack, yak, 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 yak. I certainly know by now. Here's Billy Joel, it's moving out in rock school. Coming out of Billy Joel, moving out, an entire song just for that one line that was in it. You, you probably know I play guitar and I go out and play uh, at bars and such, and I have a standing gig now on Saturday nights, and I intend to... Well, well, you did. Well, I, well, I had to take off, and I think it's next Saturday I'll be back, and I intend to start the set with that song, just for the fun of it. Okay, so what happened? Well, I had a heart attack. How are you alive? Well, it's odd. This is what happens. It's, I likened it to a hurricane one time. It's horrific for a day, and then it's gone. And then it's gone. It, it's as dumb as this is going to sound. The day after I had the heart attack, I felt great. And I asked the cardiologist PA, physician's assistant, what's going on? I mean, is it, is this just adrenaline? And she said, no, your heart hasn't been getting the blood it needs for three to six months. And now it has all that it can use. And it's almost a euphoria, Boom. as dumb as that sounds. Take that. Now, don't get me wrong. As the days progressed, believe me, the meds and the fact that I had just punched myself in the chest got a hold of it. In fact, right now they've got me on a, a diuretic and a blood thinner. So not only am I tired, I have to pee. So, <laughs> so look, here's what happened. We, Tammy and I, were dealing with a family member who was sick. So Tammy was with this person and I was home alone. My son was off at work. So I'm home alone. I took the dog for a walk. About, I don't know, halfway through the walk, I started to feel indigestion, like I'd eaten something incorrectly. Got home, nothing changed, and took Gaviscon, I think, and that didn't do anything. So I took a couple gas pills, and that didn't do anything either. And I thought, well, you know, this will work itself out. This too shall pass. So I got into the shower and started getting ready for work. When it felt like somebody reached their hand inside of my chest and squeezed the heart. The pain was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, you've heard, I'm sure, about a man has it radiating down his arms. And if it doesn't radiate down your arms, it's not a heart attack. And they told me in the cardiologist room that's absolutely not true. It, it, it will go to other people other ways. Does it go down the arms? You bet. But once you feel the pain, let's not be heroes. Let's get it done. When the radiation occurred, when the pain began to radiate, it went straight up my neck on both sides. It's like I could feel my carotid arteries. But you didn't feel anything in your arms, right? Well, my fingers tingled a little bit, but the nurse informed me that's because I was hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know, having a heart attack. So, you know, so we, there was no one here, no one here at the house. And I guess it's only child syndrome that I will ask for help from no one. 
I just got in the truck and I drove myself to the hospital. What is it, 10 minutes? Yeah. We leave very close to the hospital. I've had a lot of people say to me, you shouldn't have done that. How dare you? In fact, some people were physically angry. And they said, you shouldn't have done that. To which I responded, if my cardiologist is correct, I had somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes to live. Would the ambulance have gotten there in time? I don't know. Maybe it would have. But think of the time span. They still had to drive me to the hospital. Right. So there's that 10 minutes. Whereas just sitting in a room hurting, waiting for them to come... You know, I I don't I don't disavow that I did it. I I drove myself to it, and I think it's one of the things that that saved my life. Oddly enough, I've had people ask me. I mean, did you think you were going to die the whole schmeal? It never crossed my mind, never once. the The point was to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry about that stuff later. Fix the problem. The only death that crossed my mind was the idea that what if I die? in this truck driving to the hospital. Hopefully I can maneuver it off to the right before it happens rather than drift over into the left. And again, I know someone's going to say, how dare you? You shouldn't have done it. I get it. I don't think I'd be here if I didn't do it. So when I get to the hospital, there was a lot of things that they did, and I'll be more than pleased to tell them to you. Again, I'm telling you all of this because I was told to. So many people take it lightly. I'm telling you not to do that because I'm still walking and talking. Got to play something else. Brian May, guitarist of Queen, had the same heart attack I did, the Widowmaker. And I'll tell you, by the way, what that actually is in the next break. He went to the hospital in 2020 and received three stints. Then the medicine that they gave him gave him a hemorrhagic something or other in the stomach where he bled internally into himself. Time to change time to change the meds. He said it was absolutely the worst year of his life. So I got to play a song. Talked about Brian May. Queen has a song called Sheer Heart Attack. See how I did that? Oh, Brought it nice. all back around. Nice, nice pink bow. It's Queen on Rock School. Talking about my heart attack today because I should, because I was told to, because the people who helped me saved my life told me that you've got to make this known because too many people don't take the time to listen to themselves and be concerned. I did because I'm shallow and self-centered, and honestly, you should be the same. Uh, While the song was playing, Tammy told me that I've got to inform you that there's also hereditary to it. My father had the Widowmaker. His father died of a heart attack. That was so many years ago, they don't know if it was that specific heart attack. But then I had two other aunts that died of heart attacks. At 59. At 59, right. Your age. Which is rather frightening to me. Okay, so I arrive at the hospital, and I say to the desk nurse, please help me, I'm having a heart attack. The hospital here in Hammond, Louisiana. North Oaks. North Oaks Hospital. I literally cannot say enough good things about them. They saved my life, not a question. 
and they acted as professionally as possible. However, I tend to find humor in everything. So the nurse comes tearing out of the back. She brings me in, sits me down, slaps these five things on my chest and begins to look at the EKG. And then she blanches. Do you know what that means? No. Her face went, duh, duh. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, what is it? Is it a heart attack? And she said, I'm not allowed to say, sir. And I said, you just blanched at my AKG. I'm not allowed to say, sir. Okay. What do we do now? Would you follow me, please, sir? Maybe two doors. Go in there, take all your clothes off, put this gown on and lay down on the table. It's a heart attack. I'm not allowed to say, sir. Somebody comes over and she goes, I'm going to put an IV in your left arm. Blink. And the other guy comes, I'm going to put an IV in your right arm. Blink. And a third girl comes up with five baby aspirins and says, chew these right now. And I said, so it's a heart attack. Say it with me. I'm not allowed to say, sir. Oh, but so, then you were so impressed that it was the original original bear baby aspirin oh, delicious. with the orange taste. That wonderful orange I remember. So another lady comes up and she says, I'm going to put a nitroglycerin pill under your tongue. Do you know what that is? And I said, yeah, it's a vasodilator that you put under the tongue. Then I explained what it was. And she goes, how did you know all that? Are you a physician? I said, no, it's the final scene in On Golden Pond. <laughs> with Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda. And if you think I'm making that up, she was in the room when I did it. It was all I could do not to come out with some uh, Catherine <laughs> you're, Hepburn. You're, you're, all, you're not going to die here, you old man. You poop. You old poop. You old poop. You're not dying here. So now I've got literally three IVs inside of me. Some guy has come in and shaved the nether regions because that's supposedly where they're going to put the stints through. And I remember saying to him, can, can I have a, a lightning bolt? He didn't find that funny. Uh, in fact, he wasn't even clever about it either. I am cut all over the place. But, you know, these things happen. Finally, the cardiologist comes in. And I looked at him and I said, it's a heart attack, isn't it? And he says, of course it's a heart attack. Look at where you are. You've got it. I'm thinking to myself, one of you ladies could have said something to me. You know, I'm the one having the heart attack. Within three minutes, uh -huh. maybe, I'm on my way to the cardiac catheter lab where they're going to put stints in my heart. I don't even... They did have me sign a piece of paper, didn't they? They did. They said, basically, sign this. We're going to save your life. And, and off we went into the place to, you know, save my life. And I got in there, and I remember it was... Sheldon, Amber, and Travis, I think was the name. Because the guy said to me, we're going to give you, we're not putting you out, but we're going to give you some drugs, but you won't even remember our names. And of course, you know, I'm an idiot. Okay, so what are your names? And it was all I could do to remember all three of their <laughs> names. The woman, Amber, was my anesthesiologist. And I said, you know, what are you giving me? And she goes, fentanyl. And I said, fentanyl? She goes, it's not the stuff that's on the street. And besides, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Forget the patriarchy. Sorry, save my life. <laughs> the problem was, to bring this full circle, the problem was they gave me apparently a lot of fentanyl because I wouldn't go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I, there's something else they put in there to, quote, twilight me. But I wouldn't go to sleep. And so I started feeling really good. And because I'm, you know, a jerk, 
I said, wow, man, can we put on some doors? I, I thought that was a joke. I thought everyone would know that was a joke. Guess what they did? Doors. They put on the classic rock station over top of the top of the thing. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm going to die listening to Guns N' Roses. I'm not sure that's really what I want to do. Okay, so where's it go from here? Let's play another one. I'll tell you in the first break. John Cougar Mellencamp in 1994 had a heart attack at age 42. And he got very angry at the attending physician saying, no, I'm John Cougar Mellencamp. I'm this and that. He freely tells the story, by the way. The person who was there looked at him and said, John, you can say whatever you want to me or act in any way you want or scream and curse and yell. But even a first year medical student can tell you're having a heart attack. He, I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to do after a heart attack, food and that kind of stuff. At least what I've been told to do. You're not supposed to smoke. John Cougar Mellencamp said he had to keep smoking because he wanted his voice to sound good. Hey man, make your decisions, right? John Cougar Mellencamp here in Rockstar. Coming into the first break, I actually watched them put the stents in the heart. Now, I didn't know what it was to begin with. You're lying flat on your back. By the way, they did not go up through my femoral artery, meaning they didn't all that shaving that was done. It wasn't needed, but hey. Hey, you're shaved anyway. Hey, thank you, I guess. <laughs> is it is it still a Brazilian on a man? Is it still a Brazilian on a man? I but have no idea. It's all taken care of. It went in through my wrist. My right wrist. In fact, I still have a big giant bruise where it went in to begin with. I'm watching this and I'm, I'm, I'm awake. I'm talking to them. And I said to the, to the doctor, can I see it? Well, there's three monitors. And he said, sure. And he had Sheldon, who was off to my left, push one of the monitors towards me. And he said, you see that black line? Watch that black line. That was my, that was my artery. That black, he said, watch this. And it opened up. And the thing is, the blood didn't flow right away because what they do with a stint, it's around a balloon. And they put the balloon where the blockage is, expand the balloon, and then deflate the balloon, and the stint stays put. Wow, listen to you. Oh, well, I watched it happen. He opened that thing and he said, watch this. And I mean, blood went poof. And it not even poof down like one big fat artery Mm -hmm. it went to all its little tributaries and i know i know that i know that means rivers i'm sure there's other words for it you know that's a good good word i'm a doctor and then he said well there's one more we got to do boom and i never knew what they were i never knew what they were then you know leave it was that quick in 90 minutes i was in the door looked at examined diagnosed treated cardiac recovery in 90 minutes i can't say enough about the people who are at North Oaks Hospital here in Hammond, Louisiana. That Brilliant. Was, that was faster than a stress test. It was ridiculous. And we can talk about a stress test, but later, what happened the next day? I just knew I had a heart attack. That's all I knew. I knew I had a heart. That, that My entire medical knowledge base consists of buying Band-Aids. That's it. So the next day, again, I'm feeling great. 
I really am. I even said the the night of it, because this happened in the morning, the night of it, I kept saying to the nurse, I'm really in pain. Are you sure they didn't forget something? Or say again, with my grand medical knowledge. And the nurse is saying his name was his name was Wes. And he said, no, we believe me, they got it. They got it. But it really hurts. It's, yeah, you've just had things sticking in your heart and your heart's a muscle. Go stick a needle into your bicep. See how that goes. Oh, OK, I'm an idiot. <laughs> the next day, the PA comes over. This is where the Widowmaker comes in. I said to her, what was blocked? And she goes, nobody told you? I said, no, they did it pretty quick. Oh, OK. Your LAD, your left anterior descending artery was 100% blocked. That is what they call the Widowmaker. Should have died. 12% survival rate. Should have died. Period. Then one of the biggest arms coming off that is known as the circumflex. 80% blocked. And they fixed that one as well. Again, 12% survival rate. She's the woman that said, I heard you drove, drove yourself. I said, yeah. She goes, that's probably smart. You probably wouldn't have made it had you not did it. So there. Who else has had one of these? Kevin Smith, the director of Clerks. Bob Harper, the tough trainer from The Biggest Loser. Oh, huh? he was tough. Yeah, karma, huh? Huh? Kelsey Grammer of Frasier. Rosie O'Donnell uh, of The View, I mean, she's not on there anymore. Alex Trebek, and I had somebody say to me, didn't Alex Trebek die of it? No, he did not. He died of pancreatic cancer, but he survived The Widowmaker. And then David Letterman. Think about Letterman, he was, I was a lot like him. The moment it was diagnosed, to the table. Apparently he went in, bada bank, to the table. And what is it, a quadruple? No, quintuple. What is that? It's five. Whew. Wowzers. Do you have that many veins in your arms and wow. legs to give up? Wow. Who's listening to us? K-R-F-Y, Sandpoint, Idaho. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break, we mentioned a stress test. We told you my father had the Widowmaker. He had it at 80. And to him, it did exactly what it usually does. He just died. He was sitting on a bench ready to play a game of softball, fell forward and died. Mm-hmm. Luckily, there was a, a nurse in the stands the that was, was she on the team? She's on his team. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought she was, she was in the stands. Wow, wow, you know more about my dad than I do. Well, she knew how to operate those pads that defibrillator. go defibrillator. I, I, like, I'm the one that's supposed to be talking. Don't you have two medical degrees? And that, listen, in the villages where there are tons and tons of retired folks, uh, defibrillators are everywhere. Yeah. And, and you, she just picked it off the, you know, it was right there in the park. She ran and got it. Boom, boom. Shocked him and they got him to the hospital immediately. Mm-hmm. Operation. Quadruple bypass. And... That's it. Much like you felt and has felt great for years now. Yeah. I I do feel great. I don't have any pain. But again, I'm on a diuretic and a a blood thinner. I'm very, very tired. I'm very, very tired. And a a 
lifestyle change. Yeah, major. I'm going to tell you this, then I'll talk about the lifestyle change uh, in the next break. What about a stress test? Well, look, I'm, I just turned 59. That's close enough to 60 to scare me. So what we did was... Now, listen, sc- you, you had one at 40. That was the first I did. one. Yes. I did. But I, I scheduled another one. And actually, I think you scheduled it. And so I went and got the blood work for it as a, a company down here called Quest. I don't know if it's nationwide, but that's where I went. And this was four days before the heart attack. I was supposed to have the stress test something like a week, at like maybe today or yesterday. And the insurance company denied the stress test. Right. And I thought to myself, well, I'll show you SOBs. So I just went ahead and had the heart attack. Yeah. You pay for this, man. <laughs> That's right. You I'll sa- teach you, Mom. Could have saved me. David Bowie ended his touring career after having a heart attack in 2004. He had heart surgery and continued to record music, though. Cancer took him uh, 12 years later in 2016. He immensely lowered his output. I have no intention whatsoever of doing it. I got another shot. I intend to increase my output. Oh, God, really? Yeah, I want to do other stuff. I want to go on more vacations and all of that. Don't and you, and you jump say, out of an airplane. No, I'm not going to do something like that. I Bungeeing, and I don't know why you have to do that when you get old. I think it's dumb. If you want to bungee, you want to parachute, good for you. Not for me. But I, I don't see... The, the benefit of sitting home and watching TV, you know, well, what if, what if you die? What if I do? I've already survived it once. All right. David Bowie here in Rock School. I said that time may change me, but I can't trace Welcome to the bottom of the hour, magnificently late. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. All right, let's talk about lifestyle changes I have to make now that my ticker got angry at me and is now coming back. By the way, I cannot find any nicknames for the heart. Please. Ticker, corazon, that's Spanish. What's another nickname for the heart? Thumper? Red thing. Red thing. <laughs> Red thing, the part of the turkey no one wants to eat. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Here be the date, September 18th, all the way through September 24th. There's something about that date. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. September 18th, 1983, Kiss appears without their makeup on on MTV and debuted their single, Lick It Up. September 19th, 1999, the Dixie Chicks become the first country group to top the Billboard album charts when their album, Fly, debuts at number one. September 20th, 1973, Jim Croce dies in a plane crash and Graham Parsons' body is stolen from the Los Angeles airport and taken to Joshua Tree National Park. You know where he's actually buried? In New, the ground? New Orleans. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. So huh? in the ground, I get the joke, it's just that he's not. <laughs> it's New Orleans. September 21, 1993, the single All Apologies is released. It's the last Nirvana single released while Kurt Cobain is alive. September 22, 2003, William Hung sings She Bang on American Idol. September 23, on this date in 1949, Bruce Springsteen was born. And before that, in 1930, Ray Charles was born. That's a pedigree. 
And then finally, September 24th, 1988, Joe and Tammy Burns, hosts of the Rock School Radio Show, are married in Lakemont, Pennsylvania. This is 34 years, am I right about that? Yeah. 34 years Ask me what I want to do. Kill me. Ooh, I tried. I was going to say, it's not for lack of trying. Also, that song, The Thing You Do, from the movie of the same name, is released. All right, what's the change? Now, look, don't, don't, don't email me and all of that. Well, you shouldn't be giving it. I'm only telling you what I was told to do. Don't take this as I'm some sort of medicine-y guy. They call them doctors, I think. Just telling you what I'm supposed to do. Not telling you it's what you're supposed to do before you. Good for you. Run to the keyboard. Good for me. Not yeah, for you. Not for you. Or maybe it is. The doctor asked me, "Is there any history of heart attack in your family?" Well, yes, of course there is. Is there any history of diabetes? Yes, my mother has diabetes or is taking care of it with diet and exercise. He said, "I got to be honest with you. It scares me more the diabetes than the heart attack." And I said, really? And he said, oh, absolutely. Now, more than ever that you've had the heart attack, you want to avoid the diabetes at absolutely every rate that you can. So I think you've learned in this show that Tammy and I love a good drink. We're done. We're done. And I got to be honest, she doesn't care. I really miss it. It was one of the things that we used to do for the Rock School show. I'd always have some special beer, mm -hmm. and I'd have it here with me, and it'd be what I drank on the show. Can't do it. The cardiologist looked at me, and he said, hey, every beer is two slices of bread. Ew, Think of it that way. Gross. And you can't have bread. I would never eat a loaf of white bread. He has told me to go on the keto diet for an unspecified amount of time, but when I pressed him, he said two months. The point is for the next two months to simply disallow any insulin surge. You want to make sure that doesn't happen. Well, thank God you got keto breath uh, on our anniversary. You're oh, in ketosis. Hey, it's I our anniversary. In, I am in ketosis. And you think to yourself, well, keto isn't bad. I want you to eat a steak every day. I'm so sick of eating meat. <laughs> I, want, I want a beer and a piece of fruit so bad. But no, after the two months, I believe we're going to go to the Mediterranean diet. But the alcohol just simply will no longer enter into it. Look, you had 17 years. Of we, drinking. Yeah. No, no, no. 17 years before we even had kids that we didn't right. drink at all yeah it was the children that started us uh, it was mm -hmm. I, I kid you not I, I, I i'd love to tell you she's joking so. jimmy vaughn blues guitarist quadruple bypass how about that here's jimmy vaughn on rock School. the second break uh, so what's now well now is to kind of take it easy i don't have a choice the blood thinner is really kicking my butt i'm also supposed to get a card in the mail that tells me exactly what the stent is and i said to the to the cardiac nurse well, why what does it matter i mean am i going to set off 
uh, what are metal detectors? She goes, no, just in case there's any kind of recalls. And I said, well, what if there is? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go in there and change it out like a headlight? She goes, no, you just need to know about it. And, okay, fine. And you I, own it. It's yeah. in you. You've got a number. Right. Hey, just like breast implants, you that's, know? That's right. Uh, as a matter of fact, people have been, so I was told, people have been identified mm-hmm. by plates and stints and things like that, yeah. pacemakers, because they have a number on them. Serial numbers. That's right. And those numbers get attached to you. Cardiac rehab. rehab. Cardiac rehab. Blame it on the heart attack. Woohoo! And it it starts Tuesday. It's going to be three days a week. And we'll see how long it goes. It's oh, one of those things gosh. where... Oh, gosh. But I... Those women, they're going to tear you up. This is what the women said. It, it, this is odd. I, I think it may almost be survivor's guilt, if you will. I get it that it's a neat little stat that only 12% of people survive this heart attack. It's a very specific heart attack. And what keeps going through my head is, why did I? Why did I? Why did I? And, and you have it in your head that this is because I am to continue serving or get into some specific purpose. Whereas the woman, and I'd love that to be, I'd love to go to sleep one night and, you know, the Lord appears and says, okay, build an ark or whatever a baby that arc. thing is. A baby ark. Sure. I could build an ark. I know I could. Where am I going to get two of each? It's Louisiana. I can get you, get you a couple of alligators. But what I wanted what I, what I got from the cardiac uh, people in cardiac rehab, because they talked to me beforehand, they said, well, what, what have you been doing previous to exercise? And I said, oh, I, I do CrossFit. And she goes, oh, good. It only took you nine seconds to tell me that. Um, I've done CrossFit. I had to quit it. And I got into long distance walking. How far a day? Anywhere from seven to nine miles. And I actually do that. I'm not lying to you. And the woman said, okay, well, here's why you survived the heart attack. You did so much cardio, so much walking, so much what have you, your heart had no choice but to find new little tiny avenues for the blood to get there. It finally caught up with you. Don't don't think you're Superman. It finally caught up with you. But in reality, all of that working out is probably what saved you. So once I can not fall asleep every two hours, Back to all the working out and all that. I'm thinking for serious after the second week. That's when I have that's when I have sort of the second thing with the doctor. All that. So there you go. Please, who's listening to us? WMCE Erie PA. Erie PA. That's, I've been there that's... so many times. Woo! Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, let me pitch again why I'm spending this entire show talking about my heart attack. Once again, shallow and self-centered. <laughs> but the cardiac nurses said, you've got to do this. You've got to tell people. Tell everyone you know. Become annoying about it. Right. Because too many people, especially, here's what they said. Men especially simply 
ignore the symptoms and then go forward. They then said women have been told what the symptoms are for a man so much that they never recognize, never is a bad word, but they often don't recognize their own symptoms. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for the pain to radiate down the arm. They're waiting for the what have you. When in reality, it's nausea. It's a backache, specifically in the lower back. And like I had, up the neck. So do me a favor, get online and look up what the most common feelings are. And I can tell you where it it started for so many people. I thought it was indigestion. Mm-hmm. I thought I had eaten a, a bad hamburger. A week before. And and what people what people do, men, according to the not me, according to the cardiac people, I'll take a little nap. And they die. Oh. It makes so much more sense to go have it looked at and get a stress test. Just hope your insurance company doesn't deny it. Do you remember Tiny Tim? Mm -hmm. Tiptoe through the tulips. He had a heart attack on stage while singing it and passed. And you know what? You think you should feel sorry for him. Oh, I don't. This is what he loved. Mm-hmm. Look, no, as Jim Morrison said, who, by the way, died of a heart attack. No, no, no. He did an overdose. Check it out. Heart attack. I get it. The overdose led up to it. So did all my beer drinking and being an idiot and stressing and being angry. That all led up to it. But Tiny Tim has been this kind of jokey joke performer his whole life, mm-hmm. and it's made him a living. No one gets out alive. Right. That's what Jim Morrison said. No one gets out alive. If you're going to go, and we're all going to go. Go on the big stage. Wouldn't you rather go like that? Tiny Tim here on Rock School. To the last break, I just looked it up. What's the number one killer of men in the United States? Go ahead. Heart disease. Heart disease. Absolutely. Cancer is second. What's the number one killer of women in the United States? Go ahead. Heart disease. Heart disease. Heart disease, cancer, and strokes. Mm -hmm. Ain't that it? One, two, three. The thing about it is, and and I, I, I... truly do not want to become one of those insufferable preachy people it happened to me putting up things on facebook believe in the power of your dreams no i'm not doing that why not but i do want to get the word out that it wouldn't hurt you to take a look at your diet and go see a doc and maybe get a stress test if you're anywhere near my age and i'm 59 should have died didn't 
and you got a shot at it. I can so. tell you, if I were chosen like you, I'd be putting up the terrible memes, and I'd be <sighs> hearts and Jesus and love and God. I'd be doing all of it. Got to be honest with you. Every time you tell me that I'm chosen for something, it drives me crazy that I'm sitting there, you know, eating a piece of cheese. Yeah. And if I'm chosen for something, shouldn't I be out with a sword and armor and doing something? But no, I'm sitting there watching a YouTube video about the top 10 people who have had a heart attack <laughs> so I can use it on the show. You're not doing it. Well, tell me what to do. Gina Shock in 1984. She's a drummer for the Go-Go's. She was diagnosed with a hole in her heart. Seemed to be okay. She was a drummer. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's not exactly a sit-still instrument. No. She finally had open-heart surgery before one of the band's tours and got herself all fixed up. But it took a little, you know, yak, 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 yak to get her to think about it. So, look, I got Roy Orbison. I got Jerry Garcia. I got the Go-Go's. Who do you want to hear? No, the Go-Go's. Go-Go's? You got it. And that wraps it up. Take care of yourself, folks, because uh, I, I didn't know anything was wrong. I really didn't. Now, in retrospect, I remember a few things, but that's only 2020 vision. Take care of yourself. You got a shot at it now, and that's the last I'm going to be preachy and all that kind of stuff about it. But please believe in the power of your dreams. I'm Joe <laughs> Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. That's it. Here, I'm going to put the mic right up to me here. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's my heart. That's it. Class is dismissed. Class is dismissed.